to the bucket problem. Damn it, my voice fucking cracked right away. We are cutting that shit. Keep, no, keep it in. Keep it that's in. That's good. That's, that's how we want to open that's, it up. Yeah, that's the fun, that's the fun you want to start off oh, on. Oh, man. Welcome. Right. <laughs> well, that's how we're starting. Welcome to the bucket problem, episode one. Uh, my name is Ace Anbender. You may probably, I think, know me uh, from about a decade at Emgo Blog. But this is my new home now. This is coming out in conjunction, I sure hope, with a Substack newsletter of the same name launching this week. This will also be a double podcast episode week. Not to peel back the curtain too much, but we may be recording this a week in advance. So check out thebucketproblem.com, which, uh, again, should be live by the time you hear this. Please subscribe to The Bucket Problem wherever you're listening to this right now. And welcome. This is a new project. You have already heard my three guests, uh, co-hosts. Um, making fun of me <laughs> for my voice cracking like I am a teenager. So I will get to introducing them in a quick second. First, I wanted to just introduce the bucket problem as a project. This is something that I've been working on for a little bit here, uh, cooking up while I've been uh, sitting around and uh, I'm really excited to to bring it to you guys i'm going to be doing obviously this podcast and that will be pretty similar to what uh the ace pod was at mgo blog including uh some familiar voices uh joining me uh and then the newsletter, uh, I will be providing uh, what I hope is inform informative and analytic-minded content on Michigan football, men's basketball, and women's basketball in pretty equal parts. The tone will be uh, pretty familiar to, to people who know my work from MGO blog. Uh, hopefully um, being able to branch out a little bit more now that I am my own boss, and uh, that will include the the same kind of irreverent tone because uh, this is sports. We don't need to take them too seriously um, unless the situation calls for it. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about that kind of thing happening with Michigan uh, yeah, anytime yeah. soon. No, never. Um, and on, on that note, we will be acknowledging that, uh, yeah, we will cover sports you know, outside the lines, uh, because that's sometimes where it's appropriate to focus when uh, when certain things come up. You know, the Michigan Athletic Department is uh, going through some stuff. But uh, above all, both the newsletter and the podcast, um, probably especially the podcast, uh, is is going to be focused on remembering that following sports is supposed to be a good time and and part of that uh, i mean you know we did a lot of we did a lot of work on vibes in in the previous iteration uh of this podcast we will be pushing forward with our uh you know attempt to really get a handle on them and perhaps even quantify them if if that is at all possible and on that note 
I am really excited to reintroduce my co-hosts. First up, Alex Cook, Castle resident, Castle blogger, long-time colleague of mine. The grand villain, um, Bonds Chill on Twitter, although uh, that handle may change uh, given recent events. And uh, most importantly, um, friend of Stella. Uh, how you doing, man? Doing great. Yeah, I uh, I didn't know about the allegations against Chauncey um, when I came up with the name. I didn't know about them when he played for the Pistons, so might have to drop the Spoonerism, but I'm doing great, you know, enjoying the summer, uh, having a good time bonding with Stella, who I adopted a couple months ago. She's a, she's a great Pyrenees, and she's a great dog. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what the Bucket Problem has to offer and talk shop with you guys. Uh, you said Great Pyrenees, but I, I think you meant Polar Bear. I, I just want to double check on that. Yeah, I mean, she, she definitely looks like a polar bear, and she's shedding like crazy right now. It's big, floofy, white clouds of, of fur or snow. It looks like it snowed in my living room. So, yeah, she could be a polar bear for sure. Add, adding some, uh, you know, atmosphere to the to the apartment in the castle. Yeah, you need a big wolf to protect you if you live in a castle, and that's why <laughs> I got her. It's uh, it's a it's a good match. It's a very good match. Uh, Connor Southern, who since since we've last spoken has a new mysterious job that uh, absolutely is not CIA operative. <laughs> so noted Mountain Westerner, uh, Josh Allen enthusiast, out at Duke grad as of I believe the last episode of the Ace Pod and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, has been free from Twitter for a while, which I imagine has been uh, a pretty exciting development. Um, in fact, I know it has been. Connor, how have you been? I've been great. Actually, I don't know that we outed me as a Duke grad, but now everybody knows. Yeah, I did my undergrad at Duke. That's kind of the big joke. I, uh, yeah, I outed knows? you. <laughs> I, I have oh. to apologize for that. Yeah, I would love to hear your uh, take on Coach K's <clears throat> upcoming retirement at some point, though. Oh, my God. Oh, I... No, eh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, that is the no, first time Dan has used right the buzzer. <laughs> I'm gonna hear enough. I'm gonna hear enough about Coach K for the next like calendar year. I do not need more of. Oh no, <laughs> that discussion may happen outside the confines of the podcast. I also forgot that Alex out outed Connor while Connor was not on the pod. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was a secret, but yeah, he loves um, you know good fundamental uh, Duke basketball. That's right. Um, he has a vendetta against was Jalen Johnson who quit the team and forced Coach K into <laughs> retirement. Uh, yeah, that's Connor. Writes poetry <laughs> in his free time. That's right. Yeah, my favorite player ever is uh, you know Christian Leitner because oh. of course everyone still talks about that even though I was two years old at the time. Uh, so on, etc. That's me. Um, but I want everyone to know, I was born in Ann Arbor, and I think on this pod, only Ace and I have that distinction. The other two are uh, <coughs> invaders of, of Nimby Wonderland. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, it's just you. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, I I, I've, were... I've lived here since I was five, but I was born in San Francisco. So I am... Oh, my God. A, a little bit of That's a Michigan That's basically positive. like being born in Ann Arbor. I, I Ann mean... Arbor West. <laughs> Yeah. You really are fulfilling a stereotype here, my friend. <laughs> yeah, if you want a lot of things explained about me, I think, uh, yeah, a piece just came into place for some of you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. And finally, uh, the third co-host, I'm really happy that we were able to get 
the whole crew here today. Um, we have Philadelphia's most famous Italian, uh, the only Wolverine in Chicago, a tall king, a bucketologist with a degree in Spartanology, the bucket problem child himself, Thick Stauskas, a.k.a. Dan, whose last name I cannot say on this podcast. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great. It's good to be back podcasting, guys. Um, I was just thinking, like, are we, like, the most stereotypical group of Michigan fans slash grads that there is, like, got, like, you know, like, child of academics, grown up in Ann Arbor, like, was was even, but, like, was too snooty to go to Ann Arbor, like, had to go to Duke, like, possibly <laughs> the only school Extremely in Ann Arbor. Yeah, yeah. and, like... On Ann Arbor, like someone, someone from San Francisco to Ann Arbor, and then I guess uh, you know an, an East Coast transplant um, that you know club that I, I didn't get into any Ivies, so I ended up here. Um, you know, and, with a thirty-five so, ACT score, by the way. Oh right, no, yes. no, no, oh, no! He's no. never met Dan. Did not get a thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, I did not. I, I well, I'm from the East Coast, so I took the SAT. So I mean, if you convert it, yeah, I took. I, it, it is a thirty-five. Uh, we won't talk about what I actually got on the ACT. Um, it's not important. <laughs> Michigan Michigan doesn't know, and you guys don't need to know. And, yeah, uh, and I feel like I'm a pretty stereotypical Wolverine as well yes. because both of my parents and both of my siblings also graduated from Michigan. Um, we are just from a more provincial part of Michigan than, say, the southeast metro area. Yeah, you are, you are repping the western half of the state. Which is why Alex has the only authentic Michigan accent on this pod. Sorry, Ace, but you know it's true. Oh, it's oh, yeah. it's entirely fair. I I have a very mashed up accent. Yeah, no, people have a hard time outside of the state of Michigan placing the accent sometimes. But yeah, if you hear me say my eh and accent, you, and you're from Michigan, like you you definitely know what that is. I I thought I had a Michigan accent, and then my my brother started um, dating someone from Petoskey, and. Uh, I no longer think I have a really big Michigan <laughs> accent. If I uh, if 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 we ever uh, break out the Patreon, I'll do we'll, I'll do a special episode where I uh, I break out the uh, Philadelphia accent from storage and just absolutely like, just lose every listener we've ever had. <laughs> I mean, we we are counting down the moments until Dan gets this entire project canceled, but we're we're going to enjoy the hell out of it until that happens. Yeah, I definitely want to hear a 20-minute sports talk radio Philly monologue about Ben Simmons before this is all said and done. <laughs> we we might actually get that in the second second segment of this podcast. We will see. Who ever uh, heard of a point guard who can't shoot? What are you talking he's a power forward maybe maybe (laughs) anyway yeah no i I can't do that for so long i'll start to like white out (laughs) where it's going to be tough to edit this because just the the waves are going to be going way above the margins in this audio file i'm uh, so sorry (laughs) it's gonna be great um no we're, we're we're maxing it out today and um it, to finish out this first segment, uh, we're going to kind of rehash something that we've gone over before because I decided to name this project The Bucket Problem, and part of that was because it's, you know, a memorable name, and uh, I, I sure hope relative, not relatively unique, unique. Uh, I am a writer in the uh, sports sphere. But the reason that this project bears the name is because uh, we've been kind of collectively interested in what we have called bucket problem theory, which 
Dan kind of formally introduced uh, on the Ace Pod uh, last year, I think. I don't know what time is or means anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, we figured we would kind of explain it again because it is the name of this whole thing. So that's that's probably where to start. So, Dan, I'm, I'm actually going to sit back and kind of throw it to you for a moment because uh, uh, you're the expert here. So buckets and buckets and problems are both essentially vibes, um, but it, these are different. Like we talk a lot about vibes and we talk a lot about buckets and problems on this podcast, but it, it really like I do believe that each sports figure, team, uh, coach, um, and concept exists on a bucket and problem uh, continuum, so to speak. And really, it's just about you know. Specifically, the, the, the terms originated in basketball with uh, players either being a bucket or a problem and sometimes both. Buckets being, you know, specifically, you know, more offensive-minded players. Problems, sometimes more defensive-minded players. But you can be a problem on offense without necessarily being a bucket. And you can be a bucket without being a problem. I would say the quintessential um, bucket is uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook. Uh, you know, Russell Westbrook is an absolute bucket on the court. Uh, he's he's going to get you his points. He's There's not much you can do when he decides to, you know, go to the rack. Um, but I don't necessarily think of him as a problem because I don't think he necessarily makes his team better. Um, I don't think he's necessarily someone that I'm, I'm scared of, you know, when I'm, when I'm watching the game. Um, a problem, I would say, is is someone like, you know, for Michigan fans... Franz Wagner, who maybe not necessarily a bucket, but just I, I imagine extremely frustrating to watch uh, if you're if you're the other team, just someone that's always messing things up and just becoming a problem for the other team. So these are the two, um, you know, I guess these are the two pillars that we you know compare each uh, sports figure, you know, that were that is part of our you know sports viewing experience these are the two standards by which we judge them and i think that you know it's it's a lot more fun than um trying to break things down into numbers or quantify uh you know a player's impact on the court i think that it's a lot more informative to either designate players buckets or problems or both um, so I don't know if that really made sense because it doesn't really make it. It doesn't make sense in general. This is not a well thought out <laughs> um, theory, but uh, that's that's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, if I may interject here, I spent uh, some time this afternoon pondering the bucket problem question, and I came up with a, a neat little example of the bucket problem uh, dynamic in the current NBA, which would be the Golden State Warriors. They have a bucket who's not necessarily a problem, and that guy is Jordan Poole. He's kind of the six-man scoring archetype, microwave off the bench, knocks down. Who will receive no slander? No, no, he's good. He really (laughs) emerged after a rookie year when he was thrown into the fire and is like a decent, decent player for them. Um, You know, who knows if they're healthy, he could be an important player come playoff time next year. But Jordan Poole is a bucket. You know, he's a, a refined scorer, not necessarily a problem. Whereas Draymond Green, former enemy, notorious troll, uh, he is very much a problem on both ends of the floor because of his basketball IQ, 
rebounding, uh, you know, defensive acumen, ability to create offense uh, from the center position. And then you have a player who is among the league's most uh, prominent bucket problems in Steph Curry, who can score unlike any player we've ever seen, perhaps, and also stretches the game to the point where he can only be defined as a problem. Yeah, I think uh, I think we failed to mention in the in the overview that when you have a person who combines the qualities of both a bucket and a problem, you you reach the rarefied air of a bucket problem. And uh, I think that's kind of, you know, that the core of what this this podcast and and this uh, newsletter and the site is trying to do is, you know, there's I'm still going to, you know, well, well, Dan, maybe poo-pooed and you know stats a little bit I will, I will still be anchoring a lot of my analysis in numbers but there will also be you know a lot of feelings and and vibes and i mean we're trying not to overuse the word vibes but we're, we're gonna do a lot of that in the next segment so i'm gonna lean into it for the moment and so much like you want you know the the bucket and the problem to come together and create a bucket problem like Steph Curry. We're, we're, we're hoping to do, you know, some hard analysis and some vibes analysis and have that come together and hopefully bring something that isn't necessarily out there right now. Not saying we are going to be the, the Steph Curry of uh, podcasts, but uh, you know, goals. I'm going to jump in there when you said uh, bring analysis that isn't out there now into being. In some ways, this could be made easy for us if only Michigan football could have, like, one guy that was either a bucket or a problem. Like, I'll, I'll just take, like, one. Like, <laughs> we, we need we need Michigan football to give us something to work with. I say that as a football guy who won't be talking about Michigan basketball. Um so I think that was going to draw a laugh from you guys, but I'm just getting a lot of uh, stony glares oh, no. here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was, I was agreeing. I was agreeing. I was getting ready to say, I that, that is so true. Like Michigan football, I think that look, there's a whole lot of problems with Michigan football, but the fundamental problem is that we have not had. a... When's the last time Michigan football had a bucket, like a true like. Like just Braylon I mean, Edwards. Braylon Edwards was the last bucket, bucket we've had. Mm. Nico Collins yeah. was a bucket, right? But but it never got the damn ball. <laughs> we decided not to ever, you know, run that play. But like, it's we have not had that type of player in so long. Like, you know, you could say like Jabril Pep. They've had a lot of problems on defense. Like, absolutely, but they have not had like a, a bucket that that the go to option like that quintessential player since. I mean, maybe Denard Robinson, but I mean, all those teams were, you know, that sucked because, I mean, they didn't have any problems. So we, we were I discussing this earlier and determined that Denard was more of a problem than a bucket. Yeah, I would like yeah. to concur with that assessment. Yeah, but it's literally been a decade since. I mean, I, I'd say he was a bucket problem even because it's, you know, it's imperfect bringing the analogy over from basketball. But the point is, it's, it's literally, we're not just griping. It's been a decade since they've had a guy who could possibly be both. And like, I'm begging for just like one dude. And and the overall vibes have been pretty bad since, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. 2016 or so, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks of that season. Uh, so. Yeah, November 2018 was when it really nosedived and it just never recovered. Yeah, it's true. So, that you know, those those things are related to the fact that, that Michigan has not had 
you know, these players that really bring out excitement and emotion in people. Uh, and instead, it's kind of been a slog. And that is that is definitely related to the team not being as good as any of us would like them to be. Yeah, and I mean, even though we haven't had any bucket problems, it hasn't been like the team has lacked for talent. You know, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the Dutch national team where it's just you have a bunch of good pieces, but psychologically it's, you know, maybe a little fragile. Everybody is kind of turned on the coach. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I we're open – like. I totally agree, and I feel like all of us could talk for like three hours about this topic. But uh, I, I do think that we're on to something here, which is that I, I think sort of spontaneously in this segment, we've left it at a good cliffhanger for the season, which is that the number one vibes request we have is not for Michigan to go 15-0, and 0, although I would accept that, but just nice. for Michigan to see. It would be nice. Just for us to see some, some signs of bucket slash problem life, I think would be enough for us to feel better about how things are going. And I, Alex wants to get in here. Alex is muted. Oh, yeah. No, I actually did not want to get in there. I was just typing something in the comments. Like, you can strike that comment about the Dutch soccer team. Just kind of awkward, unwieldy, <laughs> whatever. Or you could keep it. I don't know. We're If we're going totally unedited and we're keeping in the, uh, the little flub at the beginning, I guess you can just chalk it up to uh, opening day jitters, maybe. This is how the sausage is made, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to test that because we're now about to do – the bucket problem's very first ad read because if you want to talk about a bucket problem of a brand look no further than home field apparel and i am so beyond excited to have home field on as the first and currently only sponsor of uh, the bucket problem i should say right up front before i forget Use promo code BUCKETPROBLEM at homefieldapparel.com for 15% off your first order. They have absolutely fantastic retro college athletic gear from so many schools and more added each week. By the time this drops, Wisconsin week will have just finished and we will be... I believe, underway with Minnesota. Homefield has done a, a tremendous and evil job of stacking their big new Saturday releases with rivalry matchups. So we are also just coming off a back-to-back Texas and Texas A&M week. I am wearing one of the retro Michigan shirts right now. I would say approximately 80% of uh, my T-shirt wardrobe is Homefield, and that also goes for about half my sweatpants. And when you blog for a living, you have a lot of sweatpants. That includes the Doggers. Uh, I hope you got those. Those were limited release, apparently. Um, but most of their stuff, not limited release, still around. Homefield Apparel, you're home for just absolutely ridiculous mascots, dunking some mascots, firing weaponry. You get it all. It's also extremely soft. I, I do want to say it's it's one of the few times where I felt uh, that it, it really does hurt Michigan that we don't have a mascot because some of the best some of the best apparel on there really is from schools with 
recognizable mascots um, doing ridiculous things. I think one of my favorite uh, shirts on there is the Michigan State shirt with the um, like the the guy like some like peddler like he's he it's like I don't it's not a Spartan it's it's just some random guy um, like hiking or something but it's a really cool shirt and it bums me out that uh, that it's a Michigan State shirt and I can't buy it you know even if it's ironic. Yeah, I've been in that position with a couple Michigan State shirts. It is funny you mentioned the thing about the mascots because I have a couple thoughts on that because home field has been dropping a lot. I mean, I'm I'm a dog lover, and I I have kind of been collecting pretty much every shirt that they have that has a dog on it, or or at least one of one from each school with a dog mascot. So. You know, everything from Fresno State to, to Wofford. But Michigan could be one of those schools because Michigan had Whiskey the Dog as a halftime act. Basically a mascot. Should have been if, if we're, if we're going to do some revisionist history here. We can make uh, Stella the new mascot. Do you think? Do you think Homefield will uh, make a Stella shirt if she manages to make it onto the field at the Big House and become our new beloved mascot, and potentially, you know, lead us to victory over Ohio State or something? So we now have two campaigns. One of them is to make that happen, and the other one is to get whiskey on a Homefield shirt. Because one of the great things about partnering with Homefield is that gives you license to harass Connor online, and that's why we love them. And also why you should please support Homefield and by proxy this podcast because uh, they put up with a lot to, to bring you great college athletic apparel. So once again, to get 15% off your first order at homefieldapparel.com, please use the promo code BUCKETPROBLEM, all one word, and that, you know, uh, that will be the case for as long as this show is running, I, I hope. So um, once again, I, I'm extremely excited to, to be partnered with Homefield. It is uh, a brand I can absolutely get behind as both a, an absurd college athletics fan and uh, somebody who wears a lot of leisure wear. And uh, these shirts are, as Dan said, tremendously soft and comfortable. So are the sweatpants, um, the joggers. And, uh, yeah, also harass Connor about uh, putting logos on more joggers. Do that, too. Just harass him in general. Just yeah. Do whatever you want. DM I, him. Yes. He loves that. I he, think he, we need to talk about uh, a distinction between Homefield Connor and the Connor on this podcast. Um, <laughs> Homefield has a very good brand, ran by a very good dude named Connor, uh, but that is not our Connor, who may or may not be a CIA agent. Thank yeah, you don't... For, for drawing the line between CIA operative Connor and uh, Homefield, Homefield Connor. Connor. Yes, Homefield well, Connor on, has, a, has a very genuine brand voice, and uh, our Connor is a mystery man who's traveled the world and has plenty of uh, you know interesting thoughts about Michigan's offensive line too deep. He does. He, he does. Uh, actually, he does. He's not a CIA agent. He does consulting in Afghanistan. Jeez, guys. All right, just I just leave the record straight here. First of all, I am not a Fed. Do not DM me. Do not at me. Do not look at my Instagram. That's what they all say. <laughs> yeah. 
I no longer exist online as far as any of you are concerned in any form other than the bucket problem. <laughs> that sounds great, man. I should honestly follow your path and, and get off of Twitter, but yeah, I guess I still need to post about the castle until I move out of here. I mean, honestly, come Michigan football season, I may have to get back on just to like, just to sort of rend my garments, my soft home field garments about like, you know, Michigan losing to Michigan State 34 to 10 or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your uh, lefty Twitter audience loves the uh, in- inner thoughts of a man who pours over the 2023 cornerback recruiting depth chart. <laughs> <laughs> it w- that was so funny when, like, I- I- sorry, a quick aside. It was funny when, like, you would, like, because it's mostly your your followers are, like, you know, the Chapo, like, Extended universe. Yeah, extended universe. And it would just be, like, a tweet about, like, Shea Patterson. And (laughs) what the fuck is this? What are you talking about, dude? Like, dude, are you some kind of weird? And it's like, like, oh, no, I'm talking about high school recruiting. And they're like, oh, this is so weird. (laughs) Yeah. I got a lot of DMs asking me to stop. And they'd be like, I don't want to hear about Shea Patterson. And I would say, I don't either. <laughs> I don't want to be doing what I'm doing either. <laughs> I will this never stop life. posting about Vincent Gray and company. Oh god. That 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 just crushed the mood, which I think is a great way to introduce our second segment because we're just rolling straight through this thing. This might be a recurring segment, might not. We'll see how it goes. It's kind of how this project's going to go for a couple months until uh we work through whatever we need to work through. But this is called Good Vibes, Bad Vibes, because that seemed extremely appropriate for this podcast. The conceit, which I can see Dan has already kind of violated, is that everybody picks either a good vibe or a bad vibe that they are feeling that week. One topic, Dan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I choose I choose bad vibe. I've got a lot more to say about the bad vibe. <laughs> and then uh, we uh, we go through our choices as a group. Some of us have put them in uh, the Google Doc that we are using uh, to outline this podcast. Some of us are keeping it a surprise. And at the end, we will determine whether it's a good vibe week, a bad vibe week, or um, since this week. All four of us are on the pod. It is entirely possible that we could have a, a pretty mid-vibe week. But we'll see how it goes. Dan, <laughs> uh, since I know you have thoughts, I, I will throw it to you. Good vibe or bad vibe this week, and what is it? All right, folks. I know as, as a, a Michigan sports slash, uh, I don't know, like pop culture podcast, we know there's one thing that you're all waiting to get our input on, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Guys, I don't, like, the, the Sixers had such, jo- okay, so Joel Embiid is one of the premier good vibes, I think, in, in living today, in terms of the energy and enthusiasm he brings to the game of basketball. But the Philadelphia 70, the, the problem with the Philadelphia 76ers is, as good of a vibe producer as as Joel Embiid is, they are. It is counteracted by possibly the only bad vibe producer powerful enough to bring down that team to a negative, like a net va- bad vibe, is Ben Simmons. I mean, just like the unbelievable way in which the Sixers just 
almost as like a force of nature felt like they were melting down in every fourth quarter of uh, their series against the Atlanta Hawks it is truly unbelievable. It's there as a team. I think that this is you know something that goes along with my my vibes theory. You could just feel the team's like heart sink as they got into like as as the lead was cut to eight in like three of of the four games they lost in that series. Just totally incomprehensibly unable to uh, overcome any level of bad vibes that, that were occurring. Um, just a complete letdown. Uh, just relying on, I mean, n- seeing Ben Simmons going to the line is, is probably one of the worst individual vibe moments I've had <laughs> since <laughs> since 2015. Like, it's just an, uh, an absolute like impending feeling of dread. It's like um, Vincent Gray so, covering a deep route kind of yes, vibe. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, just like my you, God. Where you can just feel like something is about to happen, like something bad is about to happen. Like nothing good can come of, of Ben Simmons lining up for, for, for two free throws. Um, or even touching the ball. Like I feel like oh, he just yeah. totally wilted. He passed up an open dunk. Yes, that determining. Oh, my like, God, dude. To Matisse yeah. Thibault. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I, like that's something like like I'm I'm one of the worst basketball players on this planet. Like I'm confident enough to take that layup. Trey Trey Young was the dude closing it. Noted wow. rim protector Trey Young. Yeah, I have never seen a All Star wilt like that in a playoff series. And he ducked out of the Olympics. He's not going to play with the Australian national team. Um, what yeah, the, the oh vibes? Yeah, the vibes in Philly are horrible. Worse than normal. The, the vibes in Philly are normally pretty bad. You don't need to apologize, though, for uh, for talking about the Sixers on a Michigan sports podcast because I swear I spent a third of my time in Ann Arbor listening to kids from the East Coast complain about professional sports team from teams from their city. So, you know, you fit you fit right in with the uh, the Wolverines here, Dan. Yeah, we're, we're hitting an audience, although not not as big a one as we would if we were talking about the Knicks. No, yeah, the Knicks. Yeah, we can talk about how Julius Randle kind of was exposed by the Hawks as well. But uh, yeah, Ben Simmons, even worse vibes than that. Terrible. Ben Simmons, the worst vibe play possibly in NBA history with that pass off uh, instead of dunking. I don't know if I've ever seen a single play like guarantee that a player would be traded. And uh, I think that happened. Yeah, and jo- Joel Embiid said in the post-game pe- press conference that it's like, yeah, I think we lost the game after that play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what are you supposed to, I mean, but, like, what are you supposed to, like, what are you even supposed to say, like, to that? Like, it was so ridiculous. Yeah, I'm carrying us to 30 points a game on a, on a bum knee, and my running mate is uh, passing up open dunks in crunch time. They have to, I mean, look, like, like one second of serious talk, like, they have to trade him, but I, I almost feel like they have to start the season with him on the team just so that he can have, like, the, the if they trade him now, this is, like, the all-time lowest his stock will ever be. Like, that's the lasting image in everyone's mind. Is it, though? Uh, that's my is... worry with Ben Simmons, because also it's not going to take a regular season to rehab his trade value because so, they're going to have to see how he does in the playoffs. But, but, but at least you can, like, have... It it can be a little better than it is right now, <laughs> possibly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you try to flip him for like CJ McCollum, uh, McCollum or something? I don't know. Just I, give me I, any of the mich- like the middling Michigan players that are currently in the league. 
Tim Hardaway Jr., absolutely. What's scary about this for me, if I'm Philly, is Philly already famously in the last few years had a player forget how to play basketball. Markel Fultz. Dude. Oh my god! So I mean, it could well, get worse. Well, at least they weren't drafted high, so that that's fine. yeah. They didn't, they didn't yeah, we didn't, we didn't take for several years to draft Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons. Okay, so I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that we're going long on the Sixers here, but can I just say, like, as a Michigan basketball fan, like, I have seen point guards with broken ass jumpers. Like oh, Xavier what? Xavier Simpson <laughs> had one of the worst looking shots I've ever seen. But because Xavier Simpson has impeccable vibes and is a winner, he decided he was going to take those anyway, and it made the team so much more effective. Like, can you truly tell me that Ben Simmons doesn't have at least a good of a jumper as Xavier Simpson? He doesn't have the confidence of a Xavier Simpson. Right, exactly, exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you put Xavier Simpson in Ben Simmons' body, he would be, like, MVP of the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the concur. Um, <laughs> all right, Connor, uh, the master of vibes. Uh, what's your vibe this week? I'm going to keep this kind of modest and short, which is, uh, as Ace noted introducing me, I'm from the Mountain West. I grew up in a small town. I was born in Ann Arbor, but I mostly grew up in a small town in Wyoming. and now live in Montana. And as much as Michigan football can be brutal and as much as recruiting is horrible and soul-crushing and uh, often can feel weird to follow the like you know details of the lives of 16 year old boys etc etc um i'm really happy that this kid who has not yet committed to michigan but probably will and i may be jinxing by saying this but it doesn't matter because the vibes in this kid are so much fun regardless of where he goes this kid colston loveland which colston loveland sounds like a made-up rocky's name it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like rocky's ranch kid name slash town in colorado loveland uh, he's from Gooding, Idaho, which is a town of 3,500 people. Um, and he is like that feel-good story you get sometimes in college sports where you watch his film and he's playing, you know, a league that is probably one step above like seven-on-seven seven, uh, like leagues. And he is just, you know, he's like just bounding into the open field. It takes like three kids to drag him down. He's, you know, sort of like knocking the quarterback like 20 yards back. And, you know, the vibes are good. It's not like he's like, you know, he's not hurting anybody, but he's just so much better than the other kids. And that's one of those moments where I advise everyone to go watch his huddle because I hope he comes to Michigan. It looks like he probably will. But, you know, we get lost in the shuffle of our despair and we forget this is supposed to be fun and college sports is supposed to be about kids realizing their dreams and making the most of themselves. And Colston Loveland is a great example of that from the Mountain West represent. We gotta. We we have to like appreciate the like Sam McGuffey highlight mixtape vibes. Even if <laughs> even if things don't work out, you still always you have that highlight tape. So and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like he is one of the most fun highlight tapes I've ever. Seen. Like it's truly Idaho high school football has wants nothing to do with him. Um, he also has like what I believe is like a. A six-one, like two hundred and forty-pound quarterback throwing him the ball. So just all kinds of really good vibes on his highlight tape. I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, that's one of the best genres of of highlight tape is just physical specimen overwhelming kids from a tiny rural place in somewhere in America. Yeah, and this has more of the like you know gigantic Labrador retriever for instead of like just like destroying kids on special teams kind of vibes. I also want to point out. This kid's a three-star, but allegedly has a very committable Bama offer. 
And if he does commit to Michigan, I'm going to have a lot of fun trolling fans who are like, ooh, a three-star from Idaho sucks. Like, yeah, dude, Bama wants this kid because he's a freaking, like, baby Gronk out there. <laughs> and, hey, like, the last time we took a number one player from, like, a pretty random state, it, it worked out well because uh, I think Pay was the last uh, yes. number one player from – I mean, I'm going to point to him anyway. Number one in Rhode Island, Pay. Yeah, I think that he was probably out. number one in Rhode Island. That's a good bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know he was. I'm just not sure if maybe we we probably had some number ones in Connecticut since then uh, because Don Brown. Uh, <laughs> yeah, true. Or Massachusetts, probably both. <laughs> Those were all like like the fifth or sixth best <laughs> recruit in Connecticut. Because like the number one was always like oh like a nice high four star offensive tackle, and Donald Brown was like nah, not him. <laughs> Too big. Too big. <laughs> At some point, we'll do a whole segment for me to give my full breakdown of why the New England guys were not actually the problem at Michigan, but I feel like I'll spare you guys that for right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because there will still be some pushback about Don Brown. That's true. I guarantee that. (laughs) Uh, uh, Alex, before I get to Bide, your vibe of the week. So I kind of debated whether to bring up this vibe, but I figured why not. Um, I had a deeply ominous vibe last week. So basically, over the last eight months or so, I've been living some elaborate performance art uh, because I moved into a castle located in a suburb of Grand Rapids that, you know, 13 stories high, concrete, looks like a prison with the floodlights and everything. And um, I started a blog about it. I wrote about it. I wanted to tell the story of my hometown and the castle and just kind of everything that goes along with it. I I posted something again for the first time in months uh, recently, kind of considering, okay, the castle, it's a big building. It appears to be shoddily built in some respects. I've heard a lot of innuendo about the building process. It's located on top of a literal swamp. And I'm like, okay, what if this place just collapsed? What if it falls apart? Is that really going to happen? And I concluded, you know, probably not. Like, odds are it's just going to be an apartment building that is a little ridiculous, but mostly normal. (laughs) And at least from a day-to-day perspective of life, like, you definitely tend to lose sight of just the absolute aesthetic uh, disaster that is the castle once you live there. But um, the day after I posted that, the condo in Miami collapsed, and that was a very ominous vibe yeah overwhelmingly bad vibe there we're gonna try to power through that one uh <laughs> i do but, yeah i don't have any fun riffs for that no no no, no. We, that's we that's an absolute tragedy and yeah my so i didn't actually i haven't said this on the blog but my dad was on the city council of granville when the castle was approved and he kind of went into former city councilman mode talk to the city manager about like is this building being expected what kind of requirements you know were there to build it in the first place and does seem pretty stable but yeah um bad vibes yeah there is some some great dadding going on regarding this however and that should that should be acknowledged yeah, he doesn't want his son to be crushed in a, a collapsing concrete building. I keep sure. tr- I keep trying to turn the vibes, and Alex is just 
like, okay. <laughs> so I was debating whether to go with just like some generic <laughs> happy summer vibes. Like, oh, Ace, I love being on a pontoon boat in the summer vibe. <laughs> well, I'm going to try to do that right now because <laughs> my vibe, which I'm using at this moment, well, what, I'm using one of these things because my vibe is a good one, and it's a dry sweat towel and a damp cold washcloth under a baseball cap because it is hot here. It is like somewhere between 75% and like 400% humidity at any given moment, and I'm trying to keep myself cool in an apartment that does not have central air conditioning, and... Being able to just carry around a, a, like a dry hand towel and not care about how ridiculous I look with a slightly wet cold washcloth under a baseball hat I don't care about anymore. I may look absurd, but the, the vibe is wonderful. It's, it's your own personal air conditioning system, and I really cannot recommend enough just throwing you know sartorial caution to the wind and walking around with a washcloth under your hat while toweling off your sweat it's it's the life at least this time of year and to me that is a good vibe so we we have ended up with mid vibes this week how i mean i guess i guess that's appropriate I kind of want to salvage the vibes like i was thinking yeah you know a beautiful day on the water in michigan to escape the heat that's a great vibe you know cracking that second oberon fantastic vibe but yeah i don't know tyler the creator's new album great vibe i'm, I'm trying to do my best here folks it, it, it's funny that you brought up the worst vibe because like it's either you or connor has like the instagram with the best okay sorry connor's instagram doesn't exist I'm, I'm, let's throw that out there neither does connor <laughs> do not dm me <laughs> Unless, unless you're a girl, oh, but but Dan, Dan, Dan's throwing out, or sorry, um, Alex is throwing out pictures of like Stella on a boat, and and all of a sudden we're getting like the most depressing possible vibe for Bibbs. So I just, I, I'm a little surprised. That's how fundamentally that vibe shook me to my core. That's because fair. I've been very happy, you know, been leading a good life. The content on IG is good. Yeah, I, you know, hey pontoon boat in the summer go go out to a beach on lake michigan um listen to dan complain about the sixers it's all it's all good vibes that's what's so i want to underline that because what's so funny about this to me is like you brought in a really bad vibe understandably like it makes sense but people that don't know you well won't realize that this is probably the most positive and optimistic you've been as an adult (laughs) oh yeah no i'm like a super super melancholic guy so i'm used to the bad vibes mindset but you know, over the last year, miraculously, I have managed to attain good vibes on the aggregate. So, yeah, sorry for, for dragging us down. I'll come up with a list of good vibes for, for the next podcast, and we can maybe get things off on a, on a better foot. I mean, the, the black bile may wane, but it never goes away. Yeah, the black bile theory, that could also be hashed out potentially in November of this football season. Um, <laughs> Just to throw another good vibe on yeah, the Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, you know, we have a lot of theories about vibes and, um, you know, buckets and problems. And I'm trying to bring medieval humor- humoralism back. Like, I want choleric Connor 
um, melancholic alley, <laughs> sanguine Italian Dan. Um, These are all I, words I, I yeah. don't know. Sorry, yeah, I, I graduated with an English degree from the University of Michigan. So. <laughs> I know great words, folks, the best words. You wouldn't believe how good the words I know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I think uh, that might be a sign that we are out of material for this podcast. Thank you so much to everybody who's, tu- who's tuned in to the very first episode of The Bucket Problem Please check out thebucketproblem.com, and if for some reason that link does not work, thebucketproblem.substack.com definitely will. I sure hope the former works. This is what happens when you record something a week in advance. Keep an eye out for the newsletter, sign up for the newsletter, subscribe to this podcast on whatever you're listening to it on, ideally... uh, Apple Podcasts is the way to is the way to do it. If you're uh, if you're trying to juice our numbers and help us out, um, especially with a review, and please uh, patronize Homefield Apparel and and use that promo code Bucket Problem for fifteen percent off your first order. We are so happy again to have Homefield on as a sponsor. Thank you for listening. That's all for episode one. Welcome to the bucket problem. Damn it, my voice fucking cracked right away. We are cutting that shit. Keep, no, keep it in. Keep it that's in. Good. That's good. That's how we want to open that's, it up. Yeah, that's the fun, that's the fun you want to start off oh, on. Oh, man. Welcome. Right. Welcome. <laughs>